This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A very good evening to everyone. Yes, it's uh, Sunday night after a Saturday 3pm kickoff, and that can only mean one thing. It's extra time. Uh, the show where we have the last word on the, the game before. And that game ended our team, Wolverhampton Wanderers 0, AFC Bournemouth 1. Not quite what we were expecting after the previous two performances where... You know, Wolves beat Liverpool 3-0, a magnificent performance. You know, incredible performance to come back from a, a goal down behind and 10 men the week before to win 2-1. High hopes was coming into that this one. If Wolves had have won the game, we would have uh, got a Premier League record for Wolves of three consecutive wins. Didn't happen. We never lost to Bournemouth in the Premier League. We lost. And had we have won the game and kept a clean sheet at Molyneux. It would have equaled a record of three top-flight wins at Molyneux without score, without conceding a goal since 1969. And, of course, Wolves managed to mess it up and didn't achieve any of those things. But we're going to chew the fat on it. We're going to, we're going to be asking what went wrong. We do have the word. All I'm going to say, if you know, you know. And um, we're going to have the spin the wheel as well. We're going to be looking at all the points that uh, the, yeah, the Wolves fans want to make tonight. And we're going to be asking for their man of the match, their performance rating and their highlight of the day, which could be anything. We've already got over 100 joining us live on YouTube. And of course, if you're watching it back on the channel, great as well. And... If you're listening to it on the back on the podcast, great. That's equally fantastic. I do want to say, uh, before we get started, a big thank you to Wolf Life, um, the, the life uh, cover centre of Acorn to Oaks, a, um, a local uh, Wolverhampton financial company that can help you with anything to do with your financial services, including mortgages, which is uh, very, very important. And on that note... We do have a big Wolves fan and a regular of the channel. It is Chris from Wolf Life. We've Hi. got Chris. We've also, we've also got Sooty's back. Yay! 
we've got Sooty, and we've got the man, Andy Monster McLeod, is here as well to join us tonight. Hello, we haven't had you on for a long time, Andy, so it's great to have you here. How are you doing, boys? Good, thank you, Dave. Thanks. Great, thanks. Mm. Fantastic. Well, we're all up. We're all so happy after that weekend's performance. We can't wait to tell, to spill the joy. I'm sure you're all absolutely delighted or not. As, as Well, we're all very disappointed. I feel like, like I'm a balloon that had been blown up, ready to celebrate, and someone's come along with a little pin and popped it, and we're all a bit deflated. That's kind of how I felt after the game. As high as I was... After that Southampton game, I felt really, really deflated after that Bournemouth game. Sooty, how do you feel? Typical Wolves, isn't it, Dave, to be honest? It's just... It's too passive. What If we'd have played like we did against Liverpool and the second half of Southampton, we would have battered them. They're one of the worst Premier League sides. I've seen in a long, long time. I sent you a message, didn't I, Dave? And what did I say in that message? If we start and with Jean Moutinho, we will lose this game. And I, I, that bloke for five years, four years, wherever he's been here, he has been absolutely outstanding. But he's got a different role within this team now for me. Everything is too passive when he's on the pitch, Dave, unless we've got something to defend. We had a we had 616 passes yesterday to their 291. And I reckon 450 of them went sideways or backwards. Now, if I'm Gary O'Neill at Bournemouth, I'm thinking to myself, fantastic, Martino's playing here. There is there's going to be no cutting edge as such. He's safe. He's very predictable. He'll do you a, a nice, steady job, but he's not going to create you those out-and-out out chances. Now, I would rather have had Joe Gomez in and gone at them, and they would have buckled. Unfortunately, although he's been a great servant for us, Joe Martino, he is no longer the Hollywood player he used to be, Dave. It's 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 a different it's a different role for him now. When you're two nil up, three nil up, all right, a two one up, bring him on. Twenty minutes to go, he will do you a job. But we we must not start. You think Southampton first half? We were. I know we went down to ten men, but we had to make changes. Now Lamina will be back for Fulham, won't he? Because he got two yellows, so be yeah. back. And you watch the difference in that team. Neves will push a bit further up the pitch. We'll become a lot more direct and we'll be a lot quicker on the ball. We'll be less side-to-side -side passing. And I, it would not surprise me, although I'm bitterly disappointed with that yesterday because it was poor. It would not surprise me because someone's got to go to Fulham and get a result. And it wouldn't surprise me if it was us. Well, Fulham are absolutely on fire at the moment. There's no de there's no denying that. Chris, you know, um, obviously you'd have watched the game and seen the game. Do you concur with what Sutty's had to say there about Matinho? Obviously, that's, uh, 
you know, he, he, that's his feeling on it. Do you think Martinez has got a different role to play now? Do you think he's not a starter for the team? Yeah, um, I'm inclined to agree. He, I mean, we we really miss Lamina and that bloody stupid, excuse my language, that red card. I mean, it should never have been given. And it's cost us this game in a lot of ways. or certainly cost us the way we played. Um, we weren't pressing enough. We should have been pressing them. Their midfield higher up the pitch. Uh, they were they were sitting back, and just the back four were getting the ball, passing it out to the midfield. We weren't really engaging them until pretty much the halfway line. We should have been pressing much much further up, which Sutty's pretty much said we would have if Lamina had been there, giving us the security. But but Neves and Mateus didn't really feel that maybe they could push up enough. Um, I thought we played well in in periods. I, I did think they parked the bus a bit. They weren't really bothered about all they wanted to do is not lose, in my opinion. Um, that we played well in the first half. Adama played quite well, Samedo. Um, but we should definitely press their midfield higher up the pitch. Um, we could have been, I want us to be a bit less safe with the passes. Yeah. I know we talk about sideways passes, but maybe try the odd Hollywood ball over the top and just see what happens. Um, you know, you don't want to do it all the time, but. It'd be a bit speculative occasionally. Um, and we all know this, but good God, I wish they'd shoot more. You know, instead well, we of... Did have a, we did have 15 shots um, to their five, and we did have oh. five shots on target to I, their I, one. But yeah. all our shots, we never really created one clear-cut chance, no. did we? Their, their keeper made one save off Neves. Um, wasn't there the Dawson header? Um, so Sarabia had a shot as well that was saying. Sarabia had a shot. And, uh, put, hardly um, made it. He was hardly, apart from Neves' shot in the second half, he didn't really have to try too hard to make too many of the saves. And Pope, well, on that Pope shot, was, on that hmm? shot from Neves, it was a great shot. Yeah. And I've watched it back. And um, it, obviously, the keeper dealt with it really well. And these are the sort of things when the luck's going for you, that, that defender, which it grew. It just flew back past his ass by yeah. about half an inch. If that yeah. hits his ass, it deflects yeah. the other side and goes totally, in. Totally agree with you. That's one of the things. One of the things. Oh, I was gonna say. Go on, Chris. Sorry. I just wish we'd shoot instead of looking for a a better chance. Sometimes when you get half a chance, just hit it because it's often enough that teams have a deflection of somebody's ankle or whatever, and it goes in against us. So. I think maybe we should, we should be shooting a little bit more. Um, maybe we get the odd lucky deflection. Um, yeah. And that's what we would have needed. If we'd have got one goal against them, they'd have gone to pieces. Well, that's what I was kind of hoping for. I thought they would have fell apart. Joe makes a good point, And I was just thinking about this. In the second half, I mean, okay. we're, I'm watching it in the North Bank. Daniel Pedence came on. He seemed to go past one, two, three. And um, as Stan mentioned in that in our instant reaction, it was like a barn door opened up and then he carried on going and didn't pull the trigger. I mean, did anyone else see that or is it just... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Did he, it's almost did he... like we're trying to play like Arsenal used to where they're trying to walk it in the, walk it in the back of the net. If you Look, you can shoot, it can come off somebody's backside and, and it, it's dangerous. When it's anywhere and the body's in, it can cut. I don't care if it comes off anybody's backside, comes off, you know, the back of their head. I don't get, I don't care as long as it hits the onion bag. But you've got to have a go for that to happen. 
Yeah. And we just try and walk it in the pitch. Now, you look at when Wolves are at their best, Dave. We get the ball and we counter-attack. And there's always, I guarantee you, it'll start with a long diagonal ball somewhere along the line. Right? There's nothing wrong with Route 1 football. And with the pace that we've got, it's like Triore, he'll come looking for the ball and it's not given to him. He don't. He shouldn't be coming looking for a ball. They should just be banging it straight over the top of a over a, dissecting a midfield yeah. and play, making them centre halves turn because they ain't got a chance against him if he makes them turn. Now maybe he does need five or six shots to hit the hit the net, but one will go with with just two tippy tappy six hundred and sixteen passes to their two nine one. 12 corners to their two, 69% possession. They've had one shot on target. We've had 15 and they've had five shots. And we come away with a 1-0 defeat to possibly one of the worst teams that's ever been in this league. It just reminds me of Huddersfield when they did the double yeah. over of the season. I remember coming games. out of the, uh, yeah. the yeah. McCall point at Huddersfield when we lost to them away, I remember going to that game. I think they'd Monday that night third, that was, yeah. third win. And all the Huddersfield fans were saying, can we play you every week? Because yeah. they, they only won three games and they, they beat Wolves home and away. Andy, you've been waiting very, very patiently. You've heard some of the comments there. Obviously, um, you were a midfield maestro yourself when you played. Um, <laughs> I think of a quite, I, I've heard really powerful things about you on how good a midfielder you were. Um Obviously, Wolves have come off the back of two really great results where we're absolutely brilliant and we feel like, right, now we need to follow it up by putting Bournemouth away. You've heard what Sutty's had to say about Matinho. You've heard Chris sing. I mean, where do you sit on that with Matinho? I think, you know, he's, like, like, you know, as people have said so far, if you're bringing him on to close out a game or to to see out that last sort of 20 minutes, then it seems to suit him. You know, we know that he won't get around as much as he has done in previous seasons, but starting him sort of dictates that we're going to play a certain way. And I think it almost hands the impetus back to the opposition. Um, I mean, there's, you know, there's probably question marks as to whether Gomez is ready to start a game, but you know, you're playing Bournemouth at home, who you know they're going to sit in like that. I just feel like... You know, we recycle the ball around so much. It's very easy to play against. You know, no one, as we've just said, no one's really getting in behind. No one's turning the defenders and getting them playing. You know, Dharma really was our best outlet, I think, first half. I mean, you couldn't really knock the intensity, I don't think. I think they started the game, you know, we were camped in their half when we won the ball back really well. But we just seemed to lack that that bit of nous, that that ball that can get in behind and cause people problems. We didn't really create that much. I think the big thing that really surprised me yesterday was how we sort of ran out of ideas as soon as they scored. I just couldn't see them scoring first half. I thought if we scored one, I thought that would be it then. I think that we'd have probably gone on to win the game comfortably. But as soon as they scored, it's almost like all the belief just drained from us. And you know, we resorted to quite a few long balls. But I think the big thing for me yesterday was I just didn't feel there's been a lot said, hasn't there, about Lopetegui's in-game management and yeah. how his subs have changed games. I felt like the more subs we made yesterday, yesterday, the more confusing it got. It didn't really seem to make much sense. I thought Traore was probably our, our out ball or our, our bit of something to do something different. He took him off. 
And when he bought subs on, it didn't really seem, you just couldn't really see what the plan was. We bought Costa on. We then quickly followed that up with Jimenez. I don't know. I, I was didn't... a bit surprised to see both Costa and Jimenez yeah. on the pitch at the same time because they're both very, very similar um, sort of players. We would have, we've seen that sort of like um, decision making when Bruno Large used to put every attacking option on the pitch in the hope that something would stick. And Lopetegui's been very, very quite savvy. Uh, all his um, all his um, changes have been very, very good. And uh, you know we've seen in previous games. And yesterday, they like you say, they didn't really seem to affect the game. I thought we started the game really, really well. I thought the first 15 minutes, we were all over them like a rash. The ball was pinging around their penalty box and it never dropped for us. They got lucky Bournemouth. There was one period of play, which was about a three or four minute period of play. They couldn't clear it out out their box. It just wouldn't drop to one of our players to just put it away. And they got through that period, which that first 10, 15 minutes. And then we kind of just ran out of ideas after that. And I said at half-time on my match vlog, if you've, any of you have watched it, I was sort of talking about half-time, you know, we've been totally dominant, really, without really hurting them. And it's like, I felt like it was a game that, like, it's going to sting us, you know, mm. sting us. And then, like, three or four minutes into the second half, you know, the cross comes in, which should have been de- should have been blocked before the cross come in, to be fair. And the guy's literally ran into the ball with his knee, and it's he didn't, mm. like he said... Um, on his interview after the game, he didn't know where it had gone until he saw it at the side net, and there was no in, real intent. It was a bit of luck. Uh, yeah, well done for him for getting in the right position. But after that, I never really thought that we were gonna we looked like we were gonna score unless we had like a bit of luck or something like that. We just really never heard them, and the, I felt it was. I felt that every ball that went into the box for Bournemouth. Their defenders seem to be first to it every single time and they just dealt with it. Yeah. I think I read that out of the 12 corners we had, we only connected with one of them. That was Coutinho's header that went over the bar. And and it's like, don't put the ball up in the air. If if they're going to win everything, maybe you don't do that. Yeah, it, it felt like a lot of the crosses were kind of floated up there rather than they weren't really whipped in. They seemed to be quite high and, and that just plays right into you know, the keeper and the centre-half's hands. It, it, there was no real intent with anything that we did. It was all oh, very... You know, so um, it just felt a little bit like... It, I mean, you know, Sarabia's crossing wasn't great. It was all very um, flat. Didn't you know, The balls he played in particularly didn't really beat the first man. It just felt like, you know, sometimes, especially with someone like Dawson now, especially we've got a real threat from set pieces and the crosses didn't really ever pose that much of a challenge, really. Yeah, good point you make about Saravi because he's coming on a, you know, scoring loads of goals, having loads of assists. And for me, he kind of went, he, he runs around a lot, but he didn't really seem to contribute a lot yesterday. All the, you know, he seemed to be, Missing a lot of the time and stuff like that. that. Like I think it comes back to what you said. There didn't seem any real cohesion yesterday with the team, and they kind of run out. Now is that because I'd say is that because Lamina wasn't in the team, but then he only played twenty minutes against um, against Southampton when he come on towards the end, and, and he came on again and did his best. But 
what's Sutty, what would you say Wall's best formation is? You know, what if you could if you were the manager and you could pick any of the players, you know, uh what team what formation would you think's best suited for Wolves and who's starting that 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 team? Well well I, well, I think about a team like a like a Bournemouth, Dave. I'm playing a four four two against them. They are rubbish, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, you've got a centre forward who's not a centre forward in Cunha. Right, he's a number ten, so he needs. They a seem to forward. see him as a number nine, though, don't they? He's not a number nine, Dave. I'll tell you now. If Fabio Silva was at the club, he'd be getting a game now, and them two would be a partnership. Yeah. Right. So we'd be playing, or I don't know, a three-five-two or something like that. Four at the back. I don't. What look. He is not a lone striker for a start. He will work his socks off for you, show some nice touches, loads. All I'm saying to you is, and please don't think I'm a one-man crusade against this guy. I'm not. He's been outstanding for us. But as soon as you put João Martino on to start a game, you are saying to the other team, right, Wolves are going to be very passive today. There's going to be no. There's going to be no real direct football. There's going to be no real quick slick passing. They'll play it in through through the channels. There'll be none of that. They'll play it up to Martino. Go side to side, side to side. They come back and it'll start again. The, the trouble is, you're attacking players. Then they're going. Then they're coming back. Then they're going. And then they're coming back. And it's all the momentum's lost. And unfortunately, what you've got to do sooner or later, you've got to trust in these youthful players that you've just spent £20 million per player and say, right, this is the game against the second worst team on paper in this league. This is the game where you're going to go out there and this crowd are going to sing your name loud. Right? Because it's the same again. Poor, poor um, atmosphere yesterday. There's nothing to feed off, Dave. You have to have something that excites you, right? Look at Liverpool at home. Okay, it was Liverpool. And let's not be let's not beat around the bush here. Liverpool were poor. Now it's Liverpool, but they were they were poor that day. But we didn't give them the chance to try and be good, Dave, did we? We closed them down fast. We were at them. You know, 15 minutes with two up. We're battering them. So they didn't have a chance. We've gone out of there yesterday with an air of arrogance, really, thinking these are second bottom. Well, we'll score at some point. They could be playing now, Dave. They wouldn't have scored because you've got to go out there with the right mindset and attack these people, that these these teams. And they're, they're poor. We've got a I think team. We, I think we did. I think we did attack. But we didn't attack with um We didn't attack real. with intent. It, it reminded me of a game uh early season where we had lots of possession, we had some shots, but we never really created anything and we couldn't finish anything. It was one of them games where we had a lot of shots and we never scored. And I thought we were over that because we scored yep. three against well, really, we'd scored three against Liverpool away, really, okay. We had that one chalked off, but we scored in, in the cup. We scored three against Liverpool, um, you know, at home. We scored two with 10 men last week against Southampton. We're starting to put, you know, score the goals. And that's why it's a bit disappointing. Now, it, 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 is it just a bad day at the office? 
I mean, we, t- we heard about uh, Lopetegui. He's done fantastically well for us. 10 points up until he come um, for all season. 13 points since he's been there. Done amazing. And we know he probably hasn't eaten since the weekend. So, you know, he, he says he can't eat after a match. He must be really, really beating himself up about that because it was a big opportunity. Um, what, you know, what... I mean, is it was it tactically is wrong? Do you think the message has been sound? Do you think Martinho, like what you say, is a great player to bring on? You know, with his experience to close a game out, like what he did against Liverpool when he he came on, he won the ball, two tackles, he made that pass up to Adama, yeah. and we got that breakaway goal. Very very clever, you know. Had that came on probably when everyone else was tiring, so the fitness levels are there for him. He's still a winner, Matinho, but he's not quite at it for you guys as a starter not, anymore. Not for, not for me, Dave. I mean, it's 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 just too passive. It's all right, saying we were, we had a lot of we had a lot of ball, we had a lot of attacks yesterday, but there's a difference between attacking and there's a difference between attacking with intent, Dave. Fast, really going at him. I mean, really going at. I watched the Villa game. You probably didn't yesterday, but I found it quite funny watching that. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I thought I was going to have bragging rights big time all weekend. Um, well, we'd have been two points behind. Two, Villa, had we won that game. Arsenal's two two one behind. They're back out on the pitch three minutes early. Dave Arteta, you could see he was absolutely seething. So there was teacups, everything kicked around that dressing room. I can assure you, because they came back out. And they were like a caged animal when they came out. Now, that's how wolves should have been coming out. Mm. And let's not be let's not beat around the bush. The Villa are a da- damned it, uh, better side than Bournemouth. Mm. They they are. I mean, Andy, what points do you want to make in regards to that game yesterday? What what, what you know? We've talked about this, but like, what would you like to pick out of that that you saw? Yeah, as I said, I thought first half. The intensity was there in terms of winning the ball back, but they just seemed to run out of ideas in the final third. I think what really frustrated me second half, I thought we'd come out, I thought they'd have had a chance to regroup, go again. And actually, I felt like we got sucked into Bournemouth's game plan. I thought second half, yeah, you, we all saw it. And I think you know, it's probably something to discuss in a bit more detail, but you saw it as soon as they scored 60 minutes, you suddenly got players down with cramp. Yeah, we saw all the tricks, didn't we, yesterday where... They they played the game brilliantly. Second half, it's the most frustrating thing to be on the other All end. All the dark arts came out. Yeah, but it worked, didn't it? I felt we got sucked into it. You see how players get frustrated. You know, the long ball start, these kind of Hollywood passes, trying to pick up, you know, through a wall of players. It just didn't feel like we stuck to our way of playing. And the substitutions then, second half, they all just kind of made it look quite desperate. Throw more people on. It just didn't suit the way we finished the game didn't suit the way that the, the players that were there it just didn't seem to have a coherent plan i think that was down to how you know we let bournemouth frustrate us really i mean that's two games now against them this season and we haven't looked like scoring in either one really let me to be honest absolutely mate and like uh, you've got like uh, andy Simpson's agreeing with sooty um adrian wishes again another good point mac ref allowed them to do this uh, Chris, what's the point you'd like to make? Yeah, I, the, the dark arts. I mean, God, call it what you like, but they were just rolling around on the floor, weren't they? 
Um, and at one at one point, it was just like pulling your arrows. You know, one would fall over, and then three minutes later, another. Yeah. And they, they did a brilliant job of stopping us getting any momentum because we had all the momentum in the first half. We didn't put the ball away, and it's just like, ah, you know. And we all, we've all been Wolves fans for ages. We've been here. You don't put the ball in the net when you're on top. Sometimes it comes back and bites you. And then what they got ahead, and it was just so irritating. And I thought the ref didn't have any control. He lost control. I don't know. Somebody I heard somebody say he wasn't very he hadn't done a lot ref to a lot of Premier League games. I don't know how true that is. Um, but it, it seemed to me that a, a stronger ref might have you know done us a bit more of a favour yeah. um, and stopped that stupid play. Because yeah. someone asked me a question here. If a player is it down injured or goes off the pitch or whatever, isn't they are they not supposed to go to the nearest touchline? Yeah. Yeah. And if they yeah, don't they uh, do they not get booked? Yeah. When it suits, by the same, by the looks of things anyway. I mean, Billing went down twice, and then he gets up, and I'm sitting in the South Bank. He walks off. He's getting loads of abuse. He's laughing. He knows what the ref's... It's almost like pantomime stuff. The ref mm. lets... it. The guy that went off towards the end, yeah, the ref was right next to him, almost pushed him off to say, get off quicker. He slows down, turns around, claps the away end, you know, it, it's pathetic. If they don't stamp on it quickly, they know they can get away with it. I, mean, I don't know how long the ball was in place, second half, but it felt like it was, it was so stop-start. Like you say, it just completely killed our momentum and we got frustrated. And we got pulled into it, didn't we? And I yeah. think that's one of the things that uh, Lopetegui's uh, alluded to in his comments is the fact that when we went down, um, we should have stayed calm. And um, we kind of lost the game plan and got sucked into what they were trying to achieve. And, you know, you have to say, fair play to Bournemouth. You've got to say they came with a game plan, which was to uh, to stifle us, to frustrate us. And if they can, nick a goal. And literally, as I say, Saar never had a, a, a shot to save all game <laughs> other than the one that flew past him. And then they couldn't believe the luck when that went in at the start of the second half. And they've literally, they've done us. They've literally done us, done a, done, done us to a kipper um, and done a, done, done a job on us. And you, you have to say, fair play to Bournemouth because they did what they needed to do to win the game. And sometimes, we've said it before with Wolves in the past, we can be a little bit too nice. Um, we don't play the dark arts as much as certain yeah. other teams. We're way too, too nice. But this is a team, Wolves, who've had four sendings off this year, you know, and we've had no one sent off against us. And it, it baffles me how these stats still keep carrying on and we don't seem to get the decisions. And we're talking about the refereeing again. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. Let's get on to our, um, our man of the match performance rating and our moment of the day. Chris, before we get on to that, just remind everyone about Wolf Life and Acorn to Oak. Okay. So, yeah, Wolf Life, Acorn to Oaks, we're a local company based in Wolverhampton. We do all financial services, so it's your mortgages, life insurance, any type of property insurance or business insurance. So if any guys watching this have got your own business, we can help you out with your business insurances. Um uh, pensions, investments, anything you'd like us to do. Uh, Wolf Life, we're running the um, competition to win a signed shirt. Um, just need to leave your name and details and, and I'll give you a call. Uh, we need to give you a quote and then you're in the draw. 
um and you know we're, we're all here to help everybody out because that's, that's what we're all about and they say they're a local company you also do stuff for employers don't you as well yeah yeah employers um we, we can cover employer liability professional indemnity insurance all of that sort of thing uh we've got got all the bases covered um so yeah we, we're here to just anybody wants to check check any any sort of insurances or protection we can we can help you out and it'll probably be easy to first and I know that you've uh, we had someone get you've helping someone out with a mortgage that came through uh, recently, right. which is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Chris well, and which... and Dave, I didn't tell you, but I was at, um last weekend. I was out with my girlfriend, and one of her friends said, "I recognise you, don't I?" And he's about twenty years old, so it's like, I don't know you, mate, but he recognised me from on here. Oh, did he? He did. Yeah, and he's like. Okay then. <laughs> Fame at last. <laughs> oh, that's nice, you know. So, uh, you're a tough guy anyway. And as I say, support a local company, Wolf Life Acorn to Oak, Oaks mortgages and stuff like that in the news at the moment. They're a local company. They like to help the Wolves fans. So get mm. on to that. Chris, uh, your man of the match performance rating and your uh, your highlight of the day, if you can dig one out. <laughs> So I'm going to say Adama because I thought he was our best attacking player. Um, just one thing that I meant to say earlier, I cannot understand why they took Adama off and then put Costa and Jimenez on. Well, he, he said didn't... that he was tiring, Lopetegui. Uh, well, maybe, maybe you should have given him the chance to put the ball on Raul's head. Yeah. You know? But anyway, maybe he was tiring, fair enough. So Adama's my man of the match. I'm going to say, I'm going to say six out of ten because I thought, First half was maybe a seven and the second half was a five. So let's make it a six out of ten. Um, moment of the day, I, I'm going to be a little bit predictable and say Neves' shot because it was the, one of the few things that got me off my seat um, in, in the second half um, because there wasn't too much else. To, apart, apart from when the two players bumped into each other, um, you know, what else was there to talk about in the well, second half? It was a good shot. There wasn't a lot, was there? Keith, uh, same question to you. Man of the match performance rating and your moment of the day. And it could be anything. It doesn't have to be the game. It could be something that happened during that day that's part of the experience. Dawson's been man of the match. Dawson. I, don't think Dawson, I don't think Dawson's done anything wrong. He's been quality. He's exactly what we needed in that back line. Because um, we had no leader, did we, in the back line? So I'm going to give it Dawson. It's a five for me, Dave. It's a five fair play. It was poor. Yeah. It's all right saying we've had loads of possession and the like, but it was poor. And the highlight of my day was a nice Chinese takeaway last night, Dave. Hey? <laughs> when did we have a we had a Chinese as well, didn't we? Friday night we had a Chinese. We had uh, what did yeah. you have? I had chicken in black bean. No, I had deep fried chili chicken, chicken fried rice, and chips. And that was the I highlight of my chips. day. <laughs> I had a bit of chips with it as well. I must admit, when you haven't had a Chinese takeaway for a while, it was definitely, yeah. definitely nice. Andy, over to you, mate. Same question. I think Samedo for me, I thought he played well, particularly first half. I thought he's, um, yeah, he comes in for a lot of stick, doesn't he? But I think there was a lot of effort there yesterday, and at times he, um, he did come around really well. And I thought it was one of his better games. I think six as well. I mean, we've seen a lot worse, haven't we? Than the uh, what we saw yesterday, but still, you know, not good enough. Um, highlight, not much to pick from. Probably the traffic. I got home a lot quicker than I was expecting to, so we'll, we'll go with that. 
I think that's a good a good pick. That is <laughs> right. Then, um, hold on. Andy Huntington highlight of the day. Dad, Dave's dad going off on one post match in the <laughs> match reaction. Uh, that was class. That was and uh, yeah. If you haven't watched the post match reaction, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, right then, so we're going to bring on the wheel of joy. Um, Andy, <laughs> I know that you haven't done this before, so here is the wheel. So basically, can you all see that? Yeah. So basically, we spin this wheel, and uh, if a question comes up, you've all got to answer the question. And don't forget that, that you guys in the chat, there is a secret word that all of the pundits are, have been are saying tonight. So at the end, I'll be asking you what that word is. So here's the wheel. It's spinning. Right then. We're going to go with Andy first. Do aliens exist? <laughs> uh, no. No? Uh, yeah, if they do, then I'd still fancy them to put a team together to beat us like Bournemouth did, I think. <laughs> What's your reasons for no, Andy? I just think by, there's, enough, um, there's enough going on here, to be honest, to uh, need something on another planet. I'd a bit too logical for that kind of stuff. No, it's good enough answer. Chris? I'm, I'm going to go against what Andy just said. And the logic would suggest there's so many stars with potential planets like ours, there's almost certainly got to be aliens out there. However, however, are they going to be technologically advanced enough to for us to ever know about it? Probably not. So I'm going to say yes, but maybe we're never going to bump into them. Yeah, well, that's a good one. And finally, Sooty. So, Sooty, you've got the casting vote on this question. There's got to be Dave, hasn't there? Surely. It's a big universe out there, isn't it? We can't just be the only living being, surely. Um, billions of uh, galaxies, billions of uh, stars in those galaxies and billions of uh, of uh, planets running around. That you, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean... Logically, Andy, you'd say there probably is an Earth-like planet somewhere and there's life, um, but there's the question. So I think... Well, there's a few aliens in Sanwell, Dave. Well, <laughs> we do, yeah, I know. None of us have to say it. <laughs> oh, by the way, we should say very well done to the Wolves women as well today. You've got through to the uh, to the semi-final. What's the cup of... The, which cup is it? Is it the County Cup? That they've got through to the semi-final, and they also beat Nottingham Forest three-one uh, recently as well. Forest are top, were top of the league. Um, Wolves mm -hmm. beat them. Wolves women beat them three-one. They're now three points behind, but Forest have a better goal difference. So, uh, you know, well done to the girls. On uh, they they tend to do score a few goals as well. The girls do. They scored five as well in a, a recent match. They know the where the match is for us. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's probably put it, they'd probably put it away, to be honest. Anyway, guys, absolutely brilliant con uh, contribution. Much appreciated uh, for coming on and giving your thoughts on that. And um, hopefully, Andy, it's good to have you back. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Enjoyed it. And you, Sooty. I know you've had a lot to deal with uh, personal-wise recently as well. So thanks for coming on tonight, mate. Thank you, Dave. And don't forget, Chris from Wolf Live, get onto the thing, get in touch with him. 
he'll look after you if you need any financial mm. help, mortgages, life insurance, whatever. He's your man. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Take care, mate. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Absolutely brilliant contributions there from the guys. Um, just before I get on, I do want to show you these little things. I've got sent these um, from um, Kickoff Merchants. They're actually ceramic beer mats. I've got a Billy Wright one, a King John, a uh, I don't know if you can see that, and a Bully one and a Matinho one. So check them out on social. We ran a competition with them recently and uh, chat one. So um, thanks uh, to Kickoff Merchants for send sending me these. They are really, really, they're not paper ones. They're actually proper ceramic ones. They're very good. So check them out on social um, because they're really, really good uh, ceramic beer mats. And someone who definitely likes his beer is Chris. And then we've got Hoops. And we've got Jack. So this is our second lot today. Um, Chris, you like your beer, don't you? I have been known to partake in, in the consumption of alcoholic substances from time to time, Dave. Fantastic. Well, yeah, I know. And you, you've got the old blinds behind you today. The yeah, same. yeah. Got the, almost yeah, the I'm same. prison, it's blinds. Same backdrop. It's an argument. I don't think me and you are quite in line for the best backdrop. Uh, Jack with his wallpaper is quite good. And then we do, of course, have Hoops with his wolf on his shoulder, which is... Uh, and he's, the, the yes. Wears the top. <laughs> it looks actually as if he's perched on your shoulder today, mate. <laughs> I know. I had him on um, with his yellow tie for deadline day last time out, so he's not changed. So that's why he's in his, uh, his shirt there. So, yeah. Um, but no, he hasn't got cool. a noose around his neck after yesterday. Well, I know, yeah. <laughs> I had to stay away from for a while, yeah. The proverbial, I haven't got a cat to kick, have I? So, but, I, yeah, I wouldn't take it out on him. But, um, yeah, I'm sure he's not feeling too good, as um, you guys aren't really, as we're, we're getting over what we saw yesterday. Absolutely. And, guys, if you do want to participate in the, uh, in the chat, don't forget, if you subscribe to the channel... Um, You've only got to subscribe for like two seconds. You'll be able to join in the conversation with the rest of the guys on the chat. And if you do see someone with a uh, little uh, wolf head next to them, that means that they're members of the channel and they got custom emojis and we've got a Discord group and stuff like that. And we've had quite a few people that have joined the membership recently. It's a really great group to be involved in. And we chat every single day. Guys, who's going to kick me off with the first point then? Jack. Uh, the voice of reason. Yeah, that was a that was a massive step backwards yesterday, wasn't it? If we, if we're being really honest, you know, it, 
before the game, everyone was talking about, you know, if we win, we're going to go to 12th. We'll be eight points away from safety, this, that and the other. Two points a game averaging if we get three yesterday. Winning three games in a row is difficult in the Premier League. We, we yeah. did really well to win back-to-back games. That's that's hard enough in itself. So it was always going to be a big ask yesterday. And, uh, you know, I agree with what Sutty said earlier. Bournemouth, they're a very, very poor team. I know they've got new Hollywood owners and he's Michael Jordan, isn't it, who owns them now? Yeah. But they haven't invested particularly well, I don't think. Some of the players they had yesterday weren't great. They're the kind of team, you know, when we when we won the championship under Nuno, the only team we didn't beat was Sunderland, who finished rock bottom. The first year we came up, we, we lost twice to Huddersfield. They only won three games all season. Two of them yeah. was against us. That's right. The year, the year, I think the year after that, we couldn't beat Albion, and they were absolutely dreadful all year. Yeah. And it feels a bit like that this time, doesn't it? We've lost, we lost and drew with Bournemouth, and haven't scored in either game. And they're a, they're a poor side. So it's really frustrating that that you know there's an opportunity there and we haven't taken it. That that's kind of what it feels like a missed opportunity. You know, it's not a disaster. We've got to kind of put that out of our heads. You know, it's not a terrible, terrible thing to happen. It was always going to be there was going to be a weekend between now and the end of the season where we lost and everyone around us won because that's what happens. And I'd much rather it happen today in the middle of February than right at the end. If we'd have lost to Everton with a week to go and all of a sudden we've got to go to Arsenal on the last day and get something, then you start to panic. So let's get this bad performance out of the way now. I think Lopetegui will have learnt a lot from yesterday. He won't have faced many teams that, that play like Bournemouth did yesterday. The only one he's probably faced since he came in was Gillingham in the Cup when yeah. they just sat 11 blokes in their box and said, go on, then try and try and break us down. That's kind of what Bournemouth did, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, so he hasn't... And you know, my friend Tony and me were talking earlier on the phone the next few games we've got, teams won't play like that. Fulham won't won't do that on Friday night. You know, when when we go to Liverpool at Anfield, they won't sit sit back and defend like that. Tottenham won't do that when they come to Molyneux. And Leeds certainly won't do that with the way that they play. So it's just whether it's a case of we just sort of our DNA's programmed to struggle against teams with a with a deep block, I don't know. So so we've got yeah, because we've got um we've got Fulham. Yeah, Liverpool, Fulham and Liverpool away, Tottenham at home, and then who have we got after that? Uh, Newcastle, Newcastle and then Leeds, isn't it? Yeah, Newcastle away. So we've got three away games against Fulham, Liverpool, and Newcastle. A home game to Tottenham, bloody hell! But though, the, the, but the, the funny thing is, these are the sort of games that Wolves go and do a performance in. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. We go to Fulham. Uh, they've just beaten Brighton. Uh, they're absolutely having a fantastic season, Fulham. I mean, they're they're absolutely flying. They're they're in a situation a bit like we were last week. You know, confident, full of confidence. You know, we're invincible. We're going to win every game, and then it'll be a team like Wolves that'll go and do them over at Craven Cottage. And let's hope that's right because, um, as much as we, I mean, it, you know, look at it in perspective. The Liverpool game. A lot of people have had us down to lose. We won that, got three points. We were losing against Southampton with 10 men. We, you know, that's another zero points. We, we end up winning that and got six points. And the one game that we think that we're going to win or we should win, we lose. So we could have, you know, in context, you could have took it as Liverpool nil, Southampton nil, uh, Bournemouth three. We'd have had three points. We got six Six points out of three games, two two points a game is what you want, isn't it? Generally, 
trying to look at positives here, Chris. You don't look impressed. <laughs> Dave, we, 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 we started a new TV series yesterday at Molyneux um, called Can't Score, Won't Score. We, we've had a couple of um, practices at it this season, but we we were devoid of any idea. I, I know we had to go out in 15 minutes, but we, we just... We've got to break sides like that down. If we can't do it, it, we've got the midfielders and we've got the wide players to do it. We're not. We haven't got the strikers, so we we've got to be able to make the space and do stuff. And it just was, it was bewildering at times how how we played with the team, the team we were against. It just some some of the some of the players on the pitch yesterday. Did something which I can't abide, and and I cannot stand players who won't give application in in a match. And we had I I I think three or four players on that pitch yesterday that who, really. You're saying three or four didn't. players. Who who were you particularly saying in that regard? Worst one of all, who I, I'm I'm getting sick of seeing him every week is Nunes. You know Nunes. this guy. This guy. He's great at picking a ball up at the edge of our box and gliding past three and four and creating nothing. But once that ball's gone, he doesn't run back. He, he, you you watch him next time he plays when he loses a ball moving up forward and into a four position midfield. How he, he doesn't trap back. He doesn't support. It's it's awful. It, it he was the, he was the worst one. Um, Sarabia, very pretty, very technical. But he was so ineffective yesterday. He didn't didn't create anything, and that's what he's there to do, you know. Well, he, should... he has been brought in to create and score goals because that's you know look at his record last week last year was it for for where he was fifteen goals got nine assists or something like that. That's what he's you know he's been brought in to do is create and score goals. You know he got shot away yesterday. It didn't. It was misfiring. Someone put did a great a, tackle on Pedence. Yeah, yeah, it was that that Pedence um, when Pedence looked like he was going to because it from I mean you guys can tell me if I'm right or wrong here. I'm in the North Bank. Pedence has got the ball. He's cut in. He's cut in. He's cut across. It looks in all the worlds that he's created a, a a shooting opportunity for himself, and then it just it carries on going. Was well, he it, just went because I'm I'm near you. I'm in the, I'm in a, in the Steve Ball at top of Steve Ball towards your end of the, you know, I'm on the 18-yard box. And then, so I'm watching him running from the left to cross and across, thinking, right, here's the bit where the, the waves are parted with Moses now. He goes straight down, straight into the box here and have a shot. And he just went further right, further right, further right, and then just ran into Sarabia, who, who didn't get out of the way. And, it, you know, they tackled each other and that was it. It was yeah, a... That was that was all uh, come down to sh to shoot him. I mean, Pedence has been quite good at that. Hoops. I mean, how do you see that? I mean, from what Chris and Jack have said, and you know, what what's your viewpoint on it? Yeah, I think there's a couple of points. I think to Jack's earlier point, I agree in in respect to the opposition. Yes, we've played teams in and around us, i.e., Everton and Southampton. But on both occasions, we were the away side. So I guess it's the first real opportunity, you know, aside from the Gilling Gillingham game that's been referenced, where really the onus was on us. The onus was on us as the home side to come out and, and to, you know, play with intent 
and, and we didn't, and that was the frustrating part. You could you could argue about the setup in terms of, you know, I listened to to the earlier points raised with Matidio, and I accept that, and and perhaps there could have been an argument to play another forward yesterday. You know, Costa had a, a decent cameo, didn't he, against Southampton? So why not playing for for sixty minutes? You know, but you, you you talk about the the lack of goals, and I think you referenced it earlier, Dave. It felt as if we'd solved that because we've been getting goals from different areas recently with Dawson and so forth. But somebody put um, a stat out on Twitter yesterday, and it, it is grim in terms of the output when you look at it in figures. I think I've got it in front of me here, so I'll quickly rattle through this. Pedence, 22 appearances, five goals. Adama, 20 appearances, one goal. Huang, 17, zero goals. Costa, 11 appearances, zero goals. Neto, probably a bit harsh, but eight appearances, zero goals. Kuna, six, zero goals. Saravia, put appearance, zero goals. So the six goals there between seven attackers. We've gone 33 premiership games without a striker scoring since Jimenez scored in April of last year. Wow. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, it's really poor. You know, they were there for the... For the taking, they did the what we expected Bournemouth to do is frustrate us. You know, you mentioned the dark arts. You know, it was their fullback, wasn't it? Second half who went down, and then you know, I don't know if he was going for a an Oscar, but suddenly he, he appeared that he he was resurrected. You know, he was in some sort of Hollywood script. He was dead, and then he was alive. You know, but you're going to get that because ultimately. That's their game. They've come here to S-House uh, a result out of it, and, and they've done it. Now, ultimately, the game should have been out of sight within the first 30 minutes. And then, I think, as, as um, Lopetegui said in his post-match, we forgot how to play. We panicked. There was still so much time left in the, in the game, but we were trying to force the issue. No, we had the players, and we should have gone, let's just back ourselves here. You know, yes, okay, go direct, but it just seemed like we'd we'd run out of ideas. Um, however, you look at those fixtures coming up; they do look difficult on on paper, but it might lean towards the way in which we play. Perhaps that we're not going to be coming up against the Bournemouth, putting banks of you know players behind, and uh, you know those and, and being as ultra defensive as they were. And it might give us opportunities. We didn't need that reality check because we didn't want it. We wanted to be further away from those boils. But we've got it now. And, and it's all about the reaction. And I think that there are still points that we could get within that next sequence of games. And I'm still relatively relaxed. But it was it was a tough watch yesterday. Well, the, 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 thing that, the thing that really... I was walking out of the ground yesterday and somebody was stood by me. As we were shuffling out the uh, John Island, as we have to, or whatever it's called now, Steve Ball, as we have to every week. And um, did you see Adamo when he brought that ball down on that oh. spin? It was brilliant. And mm. I said to him, "Why did he have to do it?" And he said, "He said, well, Jimmy said, why did he have to do that?" I said, "Because Nunes passed him a ball that was over his head, over here, and it was a clear pass to make." And sometimes we don't think about why we. We we say things like us. I just couldn't understand it. No, it's no, it was an it, awful ball. You're yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it was going straight out, guys. Whilst we're on um, we're on this run of fixtures, we've we, you know we've got you know Fulham, Liverpool, 
Newcastle away and Tottenham at home. Um, just for the benefit of everyone watching here and all you guys in the chat, you can join into this as well. How many points are we going to get out of those four? We'll go with Jack and I want you to tell us win, lose, draw, whatever, and how many points. Jack first. And everyone in the chat can put <coughs> your points on this as well. Four, four games, Fulham away, Liverpool away, Tottenham at home, Newcastle away. Uh I think we might get a draw at Fulham on Friday night. So that's yeah. one. We could easily get a draw against Liverpool away. They've improved since, obviously, they played us to the day. And I think their strikers have started to score, haven't they? And they've got one or two back. So it'll be a tough ask. I think we'll beat Tottenham at home. I've just got a, just got a feeling. I think we, yeah. we, 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 we every year we outplay Tottenham at Molyneux and they always... You know, that, nick it against that, the run of play. That's kind of like how it's always it's it's been with Liverpool, hasn't it? Until yeah. the week last weekend. Yeah, so I think we owe them something. And then at Newcastle, their home form's pretty good, isn't it? So again, it's it's one of them. It's on the day, isn't it? I mean, I think I think what what kind of goes for us at the minute is we've got a top level manager, and I think he'll be able to isolate games and kind of go right. Forget the result before. Forget what's coming next. Let's just work on a plan for this particular game. So I think he he won't be sort of intimidated by going to to Newcastle and going to Liverpool and having Tottenham coming to mind. He'll he'll kind of relish the opportunity, I think, to to play against the top players and come up with a with a game plan. So I mean, it's famous last words, but I don't see us losing four on a, on on the spin. For example, we will get points in in that run of games. It's just again, the Premier League is kind of you know you say oh let's let's get we'll we'll win that we'll beat Bournemouth and then you don't. Oh, we'll lose to Liverpool, but then you beat them. So it's difficult to say, well, we'll get a point here and three here. and Because you probably end up with the points you expect, but not necessarily in the games that, that you're kind of expecting them from. So so it's a long long way round of answering, but I, I think we'll probably get four points from the next four. Four points? Because you said yeah. that we get a draw against Liverpool, Fulham and beat Tottenham. That's five, isn't it? Five, five then. There you go. Five points. Five, yeah. Hoops? Uh, I think four points. I, I, I... I think and I hope that we get a reaction against Fulham and, and, and get a win, which I know is a tough task, but certainly not um, out of the realms of possibilities. Um, I think Liverpool will be tough because I think they're bang on form now. They're just getting back and getting They'll themselves get together. Well. Yeah, and, 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 and Spurs are a good side. Newcastle, uh, they've seen a bit of a dip, so maybe a point there. So I think four points, and I think... Um, with teams taking points off each other, that's might seem negative, but I don't think four points is a bad turnaround. And if you kind of go with a point a game, you get towards 37, 38, up to 40 points, and it should should be enough, really. So I'd say four points. Four points. So we've got five off Jack, four off Hoops, and now we go to Chris. Well, I just saw somebody on there saying that they were, their blood types be positive. And so they thought they're going to win all the games. Well, my blood types be positive, but I'm not that positive, Dave, as you know me by now. Um, you're going to be surprised by what I say now. I think we're what? going to lose to Fulham. Okay. It's Liverpool next, isn't it? Liverpool away on Wednesday, yeah. I think we'll beat Liverpool. Right. And then it's Newcastle. Tottenham at home. Well, I think we'll beat Spurs. Yeah. And I think we'll beat Newcastle. Oh, I can't I believe I'm hearing this, 
I think we'll win those games because Nine those teams will not do what Bournemouth did to us, for starters. Um, yeah. And I think we'll have a bit more space. I think we will allow our creative players to have a bit more effort. I think Adama's in the form of his life at the moment. We've got to play him more. And, and, and I think I think he will um, frighten Liverpool to death. They're frightened to death of him. I've been ever since... Whenever he's played for us against Liverpool, they've been frightened to death of him. And I think... I, th- I, I can't... I can see us getting points in all those games. Mate, if we get nine so. points out of those, I, re- I reckon we need... Because we're on 23 points. I reckon we need... Four to five wins from how many games is there left? Fifteen. So I reckon we need to win one every three. Five wins, that puts us on 38 points and a couple of draws. I think that sees us home. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting the manager to manage those players this week. Some of them guys need to be... need to be... not admonished, but shown that's not the way they need to play for our football club. And I think this is a manager that will do it. And I think if you don't do what he wants you to do, you're going to find yourself out of the team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Lopetegui, I think what Jack says, um, because Jack's always the voice of reason on these things, I think what Jack says, I think, um, and a couple of others said, he will have learnt a lot from that game against Bournemouth um, on how they dealt with us. We do have to put things into some sort of context. Outside of the bad results against Bournemouth away and at home, we have managed to put away, you know, pretty much everyone else in the bottom period, like Everton and Southampton and, you know, West Ham. I think think he's had a fantastic effect on the team. And I think that's why some of us are so cheesed off with what happened yesterday because that if I'd have closed my eyes I'd have said to you that was Bruno Large managing that team yesterday it was back to what we were doing with him mate I get, and, I get that I kind yeah. of get that because it, it did feel like one of those games under Bruno Large yesterday where we were like that and I guess when you get in a team that is having a lot of change new players coming in and you know, we had that sending off to Lamina. That was a big loss, really, for, for this game. I think he would have started and, you know, Pedenti's coming back from injury. Neto, I thought he would have been on the bench. He's, something's happened there and he weren't on the bench. Wang's injured, who started. Troyori started. I always think is quite good coming on. Um, you know, he, I thought he played well yesterday, Dave. He did play honest. well. I gave him my man of the match as well. I can't yeah. fault him. I think what the points that you make about Nunes, but hasn't he been playing Nunes a bit more on the left hand side? Than yeah, but he's the... not. He's not. He's not helping the fullback. He's he, 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 shocking, Dave. He's, he's, his defensive game is awful. Jack, and... what do you have to say about the yeah, the Nunes thing? I mean, from Chris, well, Chris has made that. I get where he's saying, but he's been playing him on the left a lot of the time, which isn't really his natural position, is it? No, I mean, I think I think Chris kind of got it spot on earlier when he said Nunes is probably his most effective thing to do is to carry the ball because he's very good in, in under pressure. You know, he's, he's got that nice turn of pace, hasn't he? He's good at sort of shielding the ball. I mean, I I think with Nunes, I I think we 
we're in a position where we can't afford to kind of have too many specialised players. You know, you look at Lamina, for example, he's come into that midfield and he's just got straight stuck in, hasn't he? And he's, he's won tackles, he's won headers, he's pressed, you know, he's, he's ran his legs off when he's been on the pitch and he's done everything that kind of the team has needed him to do. I don't feel we get that with Nunes all the time. I feel like he's got some very specific skills that he can bring to the team, but he's also got some glaring weaknesses. And, and it's almost like we've got to kind of cater to him. It's it's quite similar to Adama, isn't it? When Adama's on the pitch, you have to give him the ball. Because if you don't give him the ball, it's like playing with 10 men because he doesn't track back very well. He's not particularly good at tackling or winning headers or, or pressing. I so think he's, I actually think he's, he's quite get, good. He's getting better. Actually. He's like a fish. He's getting he's better. better at that. <laughs> he, he was against Southampton. He won everything here against Southampton. Unbelievable. So I was kicking it to him every every time he had the ball. So I was. It but, was. Uh, it, it but worked. no, you're right. He's he's very. Um, Adam's very similar in terms of his defensive role, but we don't use him for that. But I don't think we're using Nunes. It's, it's frustrating me. He's a he's a quality player. Yes. So why put him on the left wing? <laughs> well, I've got a question to ask you guys again. Um, um, on regards to that, because let's just say it's a back four, whoever he plays in the back four, let's just stick with the back four. Outside of the back four, we're going to go with you first for this, Hoops. Who, who's your midfield and attackers that you'd be, that you think's the best for Wolves? I, I think right now, um, I think you've got to find a place for Lamina because I think he's different to any other midfielder you've got at the football club. So I think you've got That's to find a place for him. Um, I think, you know, um, Martino and Neves over the years, they, they, they can often be quite similar and Nunes can be part of that as well. I, I think Nunes has more to offer and more upside and potential. So I'd say Lamina, Neves and, um, and Nunes. Um, and then... Depends on form, Adama, and, and and then I would look at someone off 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 Kuna. I think Kuna needs a little bit more help. So Pedensive fit, Neto, of course, would be amazing, but we have to consider he's he's going to be coming back off two huge, significant injuries. I mean, I adore Neto. I think he's a wonderful footballer, but um, you know, any time will tell on there. Um, there's a comment there about Bubakar. Yeah, absolutely, and and obviously we. We yet to see Joe Gomez as well, but if you're asking me as of now, that then I think it would be, uh, yeah, Lamina, Nunes, Neves, and, and Adama as the four in midfield, and then uh, Kuna and, and, and one other um, is, is how I would see it at the moment. Chris, uh, yeah, very similar. I mean, I would, I would, you know, it's it's Neves and Lamina in the centre for me. Um, Adama and Pedence Neto if he was fit, uh, right and left, and then you've got to play Kuna with uh, Costa or 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 Raul up front. I think you've got to give him a hand. It's not his game what he's playing at the moment. I I I bang Costa in with him for for sixty minutes and put Raul on for the next thirty forty or you know do it around like like that. That's how I do it. He, he looks lost on his own front Kuna. He's he, he you know he's putting the effort in. He's he see that's what I mean with with Nunes. Uh, Kuna hasn't really done anything since he since he's coming to the team, but you can't fault his work and his running rate and what he's trying yeah. to do. And that's what I don't see from Nunes, which is what 
puts me off him, you know. Absolutely. Well, that's a good point. And uh, Jack, onto you. I can see you nodding along with some of the, the other two guys there on certain points. What well, I mean, be interesting to hear your take on this. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I said this way back when, you know, we have such a chronic lack of goals in the team, yet we persist with just one striker. And and it's kind of like, it's counterproductive, isn't it? I mean, yesterday at halftime, we were saying it's crying out for Costa, just as a focal point, just as so that when the ball goes into yeah. the box, even if he's not going to make first contact, he's nudging the defenders, he's, he's creating space. So if the second ball falls to someone, they've got half a yard to get a shot away or to bring it under control. So I, I think back four and the goalkeeper stays as it is for now. I think you've got to play. You've almost got to go four four two, and I know that's a bit sort of Mike Bassett, a bit old school, isn't it? But you've kind of got to go, you know, Neves and, and Lamina for the time being as your two. I think Traore's got to start have a run of starts now on the right hand side. On the left hand side, I know we've just sort of been saying about Nunes, yeah or no, whether if we can get Neto back fit and firing, he could take that left hand side. And then you've got to play Kuna and Costa as your two. Because I don't think Kuna's a number a number nine, is he, in the traditional sense of, you know, he's going to bully defenders and he's going to smash people off the ball and he's going to be first in the box to react to things. He's a very good footballer. He's quick. He's got he's got good sort of speed of thought. He needs someone up there with him. So I think we've got to kind of be almost... Lopetegui's got to kind of look at it and go, you know, we've got a lack of goals here. We need to get more bodies in the box. And if that means I've got to play two up front and I've got to concede a bit of space in midfield by only playing two central guys, then that's kind of what he's got to do for the time being. You know, like, we, like we've just been saying about the games we've got coming up, you know, the likes of Fulham and, and Tottenham and Newcastle, you know, that they'll push us and push us. So we'll have space on the break. And that's where I think our team is, has got a real advantage with the speed that we've got and the pace that we've got going forward. So we've, we've got to kind of use that. But you've got to have someone in the box to take advantage of it. I mean, yesterday, Bueno put in a superb ball on the left-hand side. He just got half a yard of space and just whipped it in. It was beautiful ball. Nobody attacked it at all. Nobody. And you're just thinking, you know, Costa's not looked even close to scoring for us, has he? But he'd have got that. He'd have just got, got in front of the defender and, and not. he didn't even need to, to do anything. just needed to hit him and go in. And, and Raul of old would have got there and, and, and other players we've had in the past. So I just feel at the minute what we're lacking is that focal point where the rest of the team can kind of go, that striker up there, whether it's Costa or whoever, I can aim for them with the cross. I can. I know that they're there to create space for me and, and we work around that. I think that's what we're probably missing as much as anything. And, and that was kind of shown up yesterday. For yeah. 10, minutes, 10 minutes yesterday at the very end of the game when we had Raul and Costa up front in the box. They were both in the box. The ball was bouncing off him. Yeah, nobody got on the end of it. Nobody got a shot off. But two people in the box, it was causing them absolute pandemonium. So that you've got to get the people there. If the people aren't there, they're not going to score. And, that, and that's the problem. You know. I think that's a good point. The other thing is, as well, that's been... Um, we've talked about this on the uh, the members... This Discord group earlier, there was a, there was a talk about um, you know Neves and and all this stuff, but because no Lamina, Neves was having to do all that sort of work again. When you've got Lamina in the middle of the park, it frees Neves up to be more creative, and that's what we need Neves to to be. Lamina does all of that sort of dirty work, cleaning up things, winning balls. And he's got a fair bit of skill on him as well. The quite interesting thing is as well, because the, the, the two away games that, um, you know, the, the, we've had Southampton, Lamina 
played for Southampton. The next one is Fulham. Well, Lamina played for Fulham as well. How many games did he play for Fulham? Do we know? Did he had half a season, didn't he? Was it half a season? I think. Well, I hope he don't 20, get himself off there as well. And he, you know, he gets the thing. Like he's got. He's going to come. He's going to want to come back into the side uh, and make a mark, especially going to Fulham away and stuff like that. So he's going to. I think he'll come straight back into the side. Well, he's not going to sit on the bench, is he? After yesterday's bloody performance. So he, that's the other thing. You know, you, you get in there and you've got hold down your place, and you know the guy's been suspended for a game. You, you've got to try and make that place your own. So he has to sit on the bench, but. And nobody in that team, yeah, made sure that they were going to get on the team sheet in front of him next week. Jack, where do you think Gomez fits into this team? Do you know? The, honestly, I don't think he does at the minute. I think he's he's very much been signed with with the future in mind. I mean, if you were to sort of look at that midfield at the minute, Neves, Nunes, Martinho, there's a fair chance that none of them will be here next year. You know, so I think I think Joe Gomez is, is a bit of forward planning. I think they're they're sort of introducing him uh, gently as they can. You know, you know, he had 10, 15 minutes yesterday, 10, 15 minutes at Southampton, scored a great goal, and and you know that was brilliant. But I don't think he's been brought in to start at the minute. I think he's he's I like this physicality. I like his effort and energy. He's a bit like a wrecking ball in there, isn't he? I mean, he, he put in a really poor tackle yesterday. That, that he was quite lucky to only get a yellow, I think, but. But, uh, you know, so I, I don't think he's, he's going to be a starter at the minute. You'd say, like, he's um, obviously he's going to think, I think what you're right, you're saying, but what, if Lamina's that sort of disruptive player and he's going to be with us again next season for sure, pretty much, uh, is, is him and Gomez a little bit similar or do you see Gomez being more like the Neves role? Yeah, possibly. And you've got Boubacar as well, haven't you, who's, who's again... A great presser, a great tackler, you know. So there's a lot of legs in midfield. All of a sudden, is that that's the one thing that we've perhaps always said when we've had Neves and Matinho and Sace as our midfield options, and then Donka. You know, there's not a lot of legs there. You know, in terms of pace and, and athleticism. Well, there is now because Lamina's very athletic, Bubakar's very athletic, and Joao Gomez looks very physical and very athletic. So it's almost like we're sort of reshaping that midfield a little bit. We're moving away from the technical, you know, footballers. And we go into a bit more of a, an athletic, physical midfield, which, which a lot of teams do now. You know, you look at sort of, you know, Manchester City, for example, with Rodri, you know, very, very physical player, and people sort of move around him. You know, Party at Arsenal, he's very similar, isn't he? He's a very physical, athletic midfielder, and people sort of play around him. He likes of Odegaard and, and all those guys. So I, I, I do think there's there's a lot of forward planning in, in what we're doing, and, and I think it. it Again, with Neves, Nunes, Martino, like we said, we don't know what the future is with those guys. So it's important that we've got people because you don't want to be, you know, having a summer transfer window where you're rebuilding a whole area of your team. You know, we we, we, we did that. We we did that in the summer with the the defense, didn't we? When we let Bolly, Sace, Cody, and, and then Donka go, and all of a sudden you're kind of like having to almost reshape your entire sort of back four and in your, your defense over one. Pre-season, you don't want to be doing that if you can. So the fact that we've got, you know, contingency measures in place, if you like, is is obviously a real positive. I think they are energetic players, Dave. I think I think they are. I, I see them being as a two midfielders next year. I Who's see them that? as being uh, Lamina and um, Gomez. I think, I, yeah, possibly. I I'm think, not sure we've got enough technical ability in the in the no, team. No, I think I think I think maybe you're doing them a little bit of a disservice. I think they they. 
I think they're both very good on the ball, and I think they can go past people with the ball as well. And I, I think they can do one twos, and and I, I think that as a workable midfield, I think they'll be okay. That uh, he'd be a he, very he, strong midfield in the championship if we went he, there. Sure. <laughs> he, he used to play midfielders like that when he was uh, when he was managing Seville. That's what their midfield was like when we played against them. They were very energetic, dominating guys. So it's, oh, I see that being as what he's going to do. Hoops, just before we get on to closing the show with the um, with our performance writing and all that sort of jazz, and then the wheel. Uh, where where do you sit on that Gomez? Thing and the midfield for next year. How are you seeing it? Yeah, I I, I think it's future proofing, isn't it? I think the signing of, of of Gomez and even Bubakar as well. I think there's one eye on on the potential for this window. You, you get a feeling that there's perhaps a gentleman's agreement with with Neves. Nunes has been courted, and and, and Matinho. You know, we wouldn't expect him to to be putting the amount of performances out next season as well. So there, there will be some changes. I agree you've got to get the balance balance right. Um, and that's something to look at. I mean, one player we didn't mention in any of our lineups there was uh, Sarabia. Um, he's had a slow start and, and maybe that's been kind. But, you know, he wouldn't be the only player to have been brought in and take a little while to get going. You know, this guy's come with, you know, a decent pedigree and he could certainly be a good factor. He's, he's experienced. And, uh, you know, we could see him feature next year. At the moment, it's, it's not happening for him, but he's coming part way through. Maybe next year it will. So maybe he'll he'll be a fixture as well. Um, but we've got options. You know, there is a point where we were struggling for centre midfielders and now we've got, uh, you know, a multiple number of resources yeah, in that. We haven't mentioned there. Joe Hodge either. We haven't mentioned Joe Hodge. He's a very, very good footballer. You know, I, I'm a big fan of him. So, yeah, he has potential to, to come into it as well. So that's an area I don't think we'll be concerned with. It it will be, I think, arguably they've got to go in again in the summer for another striker, but that, that that's another discussion. But yeah, I think the midfield, um, I, I agree with, with, with both Jack and Chris. I, I think the signing of Gomez, yes, it's not a player who we're going to ship out on loan. He will be for the first team, but I, I think certainly he was brought with one eye that, you know, he's going to have more of a starring role next year. Um, and it'll be a high energy, high, highly physical midfield. So that'll be exciting. But it won't be in the Championship, Dave. We'll be seeing that midfield I, I, I in the Premiership. <laughs> I've been saying all season that we're going to stay up and I still yeah. strongly believe that we will. Just just, uh, just on that, Dave, if you think back to Lopetegui's Seville team, it was built around Eva Benega, wasn't it? That that midfielder, and that's, that's kind of what I think. Eva Benega, that's some hell of a name yeah. that is. Yeah, but that that's kind of what he wants, I think, isn't it? He wants that midfielder that, that's physical, but a good footballer as well, and kind of the defense playing to him. He plays it wide. It goes back to him. It goes forward. Back. It's that kind of metronome in midfield, isn't it? And I think Neves can do that, but obviously, like we've just said. There's question marks of how long Neves is going to be here, so I think he is sort of looking with one eye on the on a on a Rubenless future, if you like. Absolutely. Well, you know, if Ruben could have gone any any of the last three or yeah. four years, and then he's still yeah. here. I mean, he, was, yeah, he owes us nothing, does he? So it's you know, you never know what's gonna you never know what's gonna happen because I mean, he, he, you know, he, he shed his tear and waved goodbye, and here he is. Still playing for us, and uh, you know, Nevis. When he does leave, you'll want to leave Wolves in the Premier League, that's for sure. And we shouldn't. We should also mention that uh, you know we've we've talked about Joe Matinho, but he has just passed two hundred games for Wolves, which I think is more than he's played for any other team, which is 
Christ, and he's one of the you know one of the classiest footballers we've ever seen. Grace the uh, Grace the um, the Molyneux not, turf. Not bad for six million quid. My absolute sniff, and if Sarabia turns out to be the the same sort of half the uh, the value that we've got out of Matinho for that sort of five million, four and a half million, he'll be a player as well. Right, Chris, uh, we're going to go to you first, but just remember, everyone, there has been a secret word that uh, all the pundits have been saying. So this is your time now, over the next five or ten minutes, to to start putting down what you think the secret word has been, Chris. Man of the match, performance rating, and your moment or highlight of the whole day. Um, man of the match for me, I'm going to give Samedo. Samedo. He came, well, he 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 did some fantastic sweeping clearances where um, they had got through us, and he he came round round into the back of the centre half and cleared up. Some lovely um, defensive players. So I, I thought he he he's pretty much an unsung hero. He's played really well since Lopetegui um, Lopetegui uh, took us over, and I, I think he's he's benefited from the manager. Um, yeah, scored again. The, the the rating it was hard. It wasn't really Hollywood blockbuster. So I I think it's. I'm going to say it's a four for me, Dave. A four? Okay, yeah. fair play. I thought that's one of the worst performances we've had. Yeah. And um, moment of the day. Today. I didn't have a nice Chinese last night and I didn't have much traffic to get home, so that was good. Um, moment of the day, I think, was just, um, just actually going to the match, although I didn't enjoy it. It was nice to... Um, Nice, nice to be at the match. I had a couple of little health wobbles in the last couple of weeks, so it was nice to get to the match and sit down and watch it. So that was good. Uh, but yeah, that that was it for me, really. No, good answer, good answer, Jack. Um, similar to Chris, really. I mean, I, I was going to give it a five. I, I, again, I thought we were the better team, but but without ever really looking like we were going to score, and yeah. you know, and and like like I think Lopetegui got it spot on with his comments. I think as soon as we went one 0 down, we lost our composure. And and that's kind of almost unforgivable in the Premier League, isn't it? You've got to kind of keep that composure and you've got to your mentality. We showed it, we showed it against Everton. Yeah. We came back, we showed it against Southampton last week. We kept we yeah. played brilliant with ten men, you know, we, you'd never know. And that's the the disappointing thing in front of our home crowd. It's like almost the pressure was on them a little bit more and they didn't cope with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, man of the match, I was torn between Samedo. And Adama, I've been quite critical of Adama in the past, but he impressed me yesterday and I thought he was our genuinely only our real sort of outlet and, and sort of looked like our most likely creator or, or finisher of a goal. So I'm going to go for, for Adama. Um, moment of the day, uh, before the game, we, we met um, Phil Parks, Terry Wharton and, uh, forgive me, Jerry Taylor, I think his name was, three Wolves players from the 70s and they were doing like a Q&A about their time when it was um, Wolves were a Los Angeles franchise in America in the in the early seventies, oh, and they were yeah. talking through some of the stories from from that, and that was really interesting because I didn't know a lot about that. I've read read kind of very sort of brief things about it, but it was nice to kind of get some some information on that. So that was probably my my highlight of the day. So, was yeah. that the fan zone, Jack? It was in the in the in the fan zone, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I got into the 
steeple early and I could hear this noise going off up there and I said, oh, no, he's on up there today. So everybody seems yeah. to be interested. Right. Yeah, that seems that's, good, yeah. That's good. Hoops? Yeah, um, yeah I, I think Adama, uh, you know, because of the intent, he, he looked the most likely in the team that didn't look very likely, to be honest. Um, I agree with Samedo. I, I, I do think he's a really good player in there. Um, but I, I think Adama, for me, yeah, five in terms of performance. Arguably, the first half was touching a six or a seven, and then probably three or four. So, on average, it's probably a very average performance. So, hence the five rating. Oh, God, moment of the day. Um, I mean, it we. we day, no, 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 it's a family show. No, um, no. Um, I, moment of the day. Well, I. I'm into my my walk, and so I walked to the the game yesterday, and I walked back, which was um, which was great with the traffic. So I got my steps in. So I'll take that as my moment of the day because there wasn't much on 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 the pitch. So yeah, I quite enjoyed the walk there and back yesterday. And unfortunately, the ninety minutes wasn't great, but I'm still not too despondent overall. So no, that's absolutely fair enough. So that only gives us the opportunity to now to bring on, of course, the wheel. The wheel of joy. Let's see. Ready? To, it's going to spin. Let's see what we get this time. We've done this one with you guys. Favourite play day? Not with me, but then about the other guys. If we have, we can do it again. We can I'll roll do it again. Matter. I don't want to do it again. Okay, here we go then. So, favourite away day, Chris. Grimsby Town Football Club. Why the, uh, the food in the Findus family stand is the best food I've ever had at a football ground. It's fantastic. Grimsby Town. It's a long time since we've been there, but yeah, used to that's love going really there. Good answer. I'm not going to lie, that's a really good answer, Grimsby Town. Uh, Jack? Um, I don't know, there's quite a few for different reasons. If I pick a specific sort of night that we had, Cardiff in the championship when, when we won 1-0 and, and they missed the two penalties later on. I mean, I think that was kind of just an absolutely bonkers game, wasn't it? And and that's, again, we were talking about it the other week, weren't we? That's why you go to football, isn't it? For just that roller coaster of emotion, you're up and then you're down and then it's just... So, yeah, so that, that, that night in particular was brilliant. I, I always like going to... I know the atmosphere is kind of a bit up and down. I always like going to Anfield and Old Trafford, those, those kind of traditional sort of football powerhouses, and seeing my club there competing on a, on a level playing field. That's always good to see as well. So yeah, good answer, very good answer. And finally, for you, hoops. It's a difficult one. There's there's been some bad ones, but there's been some bloody good ones, and often because of what's happened off the pitch, you know, in terms of making a day or a night of it as well. Um, if you can count it, because it's it was not um, it was a neutral venue, then the Millennium Stadium. Of course, I mean I can see MK Don's referenced here, and I went to that, and that was a fantastic day. Cardiff Millennium Stadium, but um, say I guess that's a neutral venue, so an away day. One that stands out, and there'll probably be one another after that. I think, but one that stands out was um, on the way to promotion at Notts Forest when Michael Kitely scored one nil, scrappy game. Nice summer's day in Nottingham. And I think it was one of those where you kind of thought, similar to actually Derby away in that season, where you thought, we're all right here. Um, 
So yeah, lots of good ones down the years, but the one that stands out right now is is Forest away. Great day, great weekend, and a, a great result in a in a great season. Absolutely, and I don't think anyone has guessed the secret word. I'm going to give everyone thirty seconds. Thirty. Everyone said the secret word. I don't think anyone has guessed the secret word. I'm going to just bring Andy Mack on the screen as well because uh, we've all said it. The secret word. Um, just before we finish, you've got 30 seconds to put, if you think what you've heard, what the secret word is for this week, that all the pundits, I'll give them a little task to slip it in. Um, Sarah's going with traffic. That's not the right answer. Andrew, I don't think they've seen the script, have they? Yeah. No, has not had a clue. It's not traffic. No, we must have said... Must have said, yeah, you've done a good job. <laughs> everyone said it, but it's definitely not traffic. Um, I can tell you that for a full fact. And um, yeah, just before we go on, we get um, we get on to that. I'm going to ask Andy because we never asked you how many points we're getting from the next four games. Just before we finish, it's not relegation either, and it's not the word it. Come on, <laughs> it. Go on, Andy. Tell us how many points. You might be on mute, Andy, I think. No, he's not on mute. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, I think see, I, I, someone said no. that, we beat, that we beat Tottenham at home, and I no. completely agree with that. I think for some reason we've, we've struggled. We play, played them and then not got what we've, de what we've deserved lately. So um, I'm thinking probably six points. <laughs> Six points from the four games. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it's not the word it or the or at or but or <laughs> things like that. It was actually a word. So I'm going to count you guys in. I'm going to count you th one, two, three, four, and then you're going to say the word. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three, four. Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood, guys, the word with the Hollywood passes and they've got a Hollywood manager and all of these sorts of things that they've been saying. The word is Hollywood. And the reason that the word's Hollywood is because it's the BAFTAs tonight. And I thought BAFTA was a bit difficult to slip in there. So we went with Hollywood. So the news, uh, the secret word this week was Hollywood. So you can tell that this week it's a win for the first time to the pundits have won. Very great job for slotting that in. And no we could have done BAFTA though, Dave. We could have done BAFTA. I'd, yeah. I'd have made I'd have made BAFTA work somehow. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the pundits have won, so that makes it uh, two to one to the chat. But the pundits have pulled a goal back, and as you know, they do say two nil is a dangerous scoreline because when we pull one back, the momentum shifts. So we're uh, it was the word Hollywood. Um, yeah, apparently um, we're just hearing that Dickie Davis has passed away. Um, I think we all knew and love uh, Dickie uh, Davis. Not sure how old he was or anything like that. Um, a few people saying passing childhood memories, watching him on TV. And, um, you know, we do pass our love and best wishes to him and obviously his family as well, because he was a little bit of a legend on TV. I do remember good old Dickie Davis. How old was he, Dave? I, I don't know how old he is. Actually. He must have done well because he was bloody old when I was watching him in God knows how long. 
How old was Dickie Davis? 89. All right. It's a decent age, isn't it? 89. Yeah. Yeah, 89. Rest in peace. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for uh, for jumping on in uh, today to discuss uh, to discuss the game. Keep the faith. It's a setback. Um, but this is Julian Lopetegui era, not the Bruno Large era, and we expect a reaction uh, coming up uh, against uh, Fulham and Liverpool and then Tottenham coming up in very, very short thing. Thank you for everyone that's uh, contributed to the chat. Thank you if you've subscribed tonight to the channel. We've had well over 150 watching live all the way through, and there's loads more that will watch upon Catchback. And also the podcast will be hitting all major podcast providers uh, once the producers got it out in the morning on Monday. Um, from myself and all of the guys, to you and your families, wherever you are, best wishes, lots of love, always. always, always. always. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.